Right folks, I'm Elijah and this is the What Are You All About podcast. In this podcast we kind of try and talk about what are people all about and what is the story behind that. Um, So today we have Hope Through Grace which is a Christian hardcore band from England. John is the drummer and Joe is the vocalist and currently that's kind of what the lineup is. Um, Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. If you guys are into metal, I've got a wee Christian metal YouTube channel called Elijah JP Metal. Um, check that out if that's your thing. If it's not, that's fine. Um, <laughs> for a lot of people, it's not. But this podcast isn't just going to be about people in the metal world. I'm going to try and do different things. But anyway, let's get into this. Right, I'm Elijah, and we have the folks from Hope Through Grace, um, John and Joe. What's going on? Yo. So this is the first episode, so it'll be very interesting to see how this goes. And kind of the idea behind the podcast is asking people what they're about and what's the story behind that. And you guys are a band, so clearly you guys have got a message. Um, so, yeah, kind of what are you guys all about and what is the story behind that? Oh. All right, dude, yeah. Well, that's a, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, first of all, like, thanks for having us. We really appreciate that, uh, yeah, your, your first guest, so um uh, it's exciting man like uh excited to we, see how we, we how apologize this, uh, in advance better. just uh, just so you know <laughs> yeah yeah so joe what are we what are we about uh um uh donuts Great answer. um <laughs> <laughs> of course uh i'm just being real man um <laughs> uh <laughs> So, um, that's quite a, a in-depth question. It's kind of weird. So, it, when the band started, it was very much just a case of. Uh, I'm sorry, you can probably hear my family in the background of the crazy pug. Um, but when we started, uh, it it was very much uh, just a group of guys who either had played metal or had an interest in metal, and it was just kind of like an itch that we wanted to scratch in like playing yeah. music together. So uh, we kind of initially just got together for a jam just for fun and then realized, oh, there's there's something here. And then uh, as things kind of went on uh, with me and John being Christian, we kind of were like, so the lyrics I initially wrote, they weren't, well, the, the lyrics we still have, they're not, um, initially like they're not really like strong christian lyrics so to speak they're not uh how can i put this you'd think for the person who writes the lyrics it'd be really good with words but no it's totally opposite um so uh yeah it's kind of like i, di- I didn't want to put too much of my faith onto the other guys at the time yeah. who were in the band who weren't christian so it was kind of like uh the the lyrics whilst there was christian meaning to them it wasn't uh, in your face, you know, like say like worship was. And it's kind of, as things have gone down the line, me and John have basically just gone, oh, 
So God's basically saying, don't worry about that. Just, just go, just yeah. go. So, uh, and that's kind of, I guess, one way to put it. I'll pass to John because John, John has words and is good with words. I, <laughs> irony in that. I know. Um, <laughs> I think I think yeah that like what Joe said uh, the first point of call it was just us it was like four guys having a jam session uh, like seeing what came out and suddenly it was like yeah we've got these two songs that we've written they're the two songs that we've released um, and it was like oh actually maybe there is something to this and so we went we went to the pub afterwards and we we sat down and we kind of discussed you know where we wanted to take this and if it was like something to pursue and um tom our bass player uh bless him he's having a he's having a kid with his girlfriend and so after we um released our first single uh he oh no no it was way before that wasn't it actually it was um, it was before that it was it was when we decided oh okay we've got we got these songs, let's run with it and see what happens. And he, he kind of realised very quickly as we started to do that, he was like, whoa, this is kind of picking up a bit too much traction. I don't think I can actually commit to you guys enough, which is fair enough. It wasn't the case yeah. of, you guys suck. It was just kind of like, you know, I, I, I'm I not in a place in my life where I can commit to what you're, you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, after that, after we released our first single, uh, Rowan um our, our guitarist and producer who produced both our tracks for us uh uh he was in a difficult position at the time with work and stuff like that because he's a live sound engineer and um you know a producer and obviously with you know the the corona situation it it was there was nowhere for him to work so he had to get other work to to make ends meet and so with Tom and Rowan both not being Christian and walking away from the band, it it left that road open for Joe and I to say, you know what, this is what we want to pursue. We want it to be about God. We want um, we want our music to reflect our faith and uh, our lyrics to, to come across like that as well. Um, and so that's kind of where, yeah, I think I think that hopefully answers your question. What are we about? Yeah. We, initially we're just a band that were jamming released a couple of singles and are now in the process of uh you know releasing music that um displays our faith i guess yeah so with new songs coming out is that going to be anytime soon oh we um, hope so we yeah. really really hope so it's it's uh we're I say, I'm just gonna say anyway. We're allowed to say we're we're pushing to get uh, a EP finished by the end of this year. Right. Um, uh, so can I? It's kind of like we've we've got like so we got like four songs that have got half of the song, at least half of the song written. Right. And one song that has just got the lyrics. And it's, uh, I guess, the good news is, and this is like another amazing thing that that God does, is uh, since everything's been lifting with COVID, 
Rowan's been in a more better situation and is actually we've got back in contact with him and he's he's basically said I'm down to help you guys finish these songs and actually get more music out there. Um, and I think the most exciting part is we can't announce where until they do, uh, but we've actually just booked our first show in November. Right. Um, yes. Rowan, Rowan is going to come and uh, play guitar for us at these shows. Uh, yeah. um, we're hoping, hoping we might do a couple more uh, before the year's out, but we've got at least one show officially 100% confirmed. And so our aim now is we've got the first two songs, we're going to write another four or five songs um, and release the five, five track EP and hit the world with seven fully written songs and maybe a couple of surprises thrown in there as well. Right. But okay. I think cool. we should. I think we should keep that, that a secret, Joe. Keep, keep those keep those surprises close <laughs> to our chest. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So with yeah. the members, how exactly is that working? Like right now, are you guys just the two official members, but you'll get people for live when you need to, basically? Pretty, I, pre pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of... So the best way to describe it, it's... Uh, I had this prophecy said over me a while ago, um, which actually, I'm not even sure if I told you this, John, uh, but basically it was this, this guy came to like the church I was at at the time, and said to me, uh, like he sees me walking uh, through the desert, uh, and as I'm walking through the desert, uh, people will start following me, but it won't happen instantly. It'll be like people will jump on one by one by one by one, and it's kind of like uh, with this band. What kind of happened was uh, when COVID hit, it almost had like a reset, and it's just me and John. And now it's kind of like things are happening and I think it's going to slowly, people are going to start joining. And when I say joining, I mean actually uh, being prepared to kind of, I guess, it makes it sound like a marriage, but I guess it kind of is a marriage. <laughs> uh, isn't, that, isn't that what all musicians say? Like, that's true, yeah. That band like being married to four dudes without the, um, the yeah, the, the fun parts, so. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so as, as people are, are ready to make that commitment, uh, they will, you know, become part of it. And and, and even then, I guess the, the, the good part of, like, us two being uh, the only two kind of official members and having uh, basically a, a lot of our friends and, and people we want to do come and play with us is it gives us a chance to kind of minister to our own band, which yeah. is quite a unique thing to do i think yeah. john's deep yeah. in thought there i can see yeah no, because I, I, I think i think that's kind of what's happened where we uh joe and i were hanging out with uh, a friend of ours um and it became like a, a social zoom call once a week that developed into a three-man bible study and then that became a, hey, can I join your Bible study? Hey, can I join your Bible study? And now we we meet on Monday nights and there's about there's about seven or eight regulars that, that, that come to this Bible study. And it's just the hope through grace is becoming its own animal. Initially, it was just like a jam session. And now it's like mm -hmm. this family and yeah, network. Yeah. Of, yeah. Just people that are like minded and. A bit more than the band almost as well. It's kind of like 
things are here, there and everywhere. It's not just the music <laughs> and like playing music. It's kind of like there are connections everywhere, which is awesome. Like never really thought of it would happen like that at all. But yeah. Yeah. Oof. Hey, Elijah, I have a question for you, my dude. Okay. So with this being your, your first podcast, yes. what are your... What are your aims for it? What What are you wanting to get out of this? Um, I think originally the idea was kind of to get people to understand where people are coming from with different things. But I think also just as humans, we want to hear stories about people. And there's a lot of yeah. cool stories that people won't hear unless you drag someone into a podcast. So I think that's kind of why I wanted to start it. Um, Yeah, so I've got another very story-related question. How did you guys get into metal? Because that's not something that just happens. There's always some sort of a story behind that. That that pink-haired fella right over there. (laughs) Him. Him. (laughs) (laughs) okay if i'm if i'm the cause if i'm the cause of all this i guess i gotta tell my story huh yeah Um, yeah so when i was (laughs) when i was uh at school um i didn't have such a good time i was quite bullied quite a lot and one day uh, I was taking this art class for GCSEs and the art class was a little bit different than the other kind of lessons that we do because there was only eight of us um, yeah. and our teacher was really awesome she would like let us play music and there was a a goth kid in our uh, art class called Lee and one day he started playing a corn CD Right. And I was just like, what is this? But the very first song I ever heard by Korn um, was, uh, oh, what a twist. It was the very first Korn song I ever heard. And so when, like, Jonathan Davis does that, like, um, I'm not going to try it, but he does, <laughs> like, the beatboxing beginning of the album. And I was like, this is incredible. And so he lent me the album and the more I listened to it, the more I found a kind of like, there was an aggression uh, from being hurt and being, you know, through the the stuff that Jonathan went through. Uh, And there was just a real anger in the music. And I just connected with that because that's how I felt at the time. Uh, um, And of course the church told me it was evil and satanic and, yeah, but you know, uh, some churches, uh, you know, just you know, they don't, you know, they they they're caught in how they do things, and I think, um, yeah, it's not that I'm saying churches need to be more open, but I, I do feel that there's, you know, that if stuff is slightly different to the norm, it kind of terrifies people, and um, but then I made the amazing discovery of. Christian metal yeah. uh, in the form of uh, the band Zeo um, when they were Christian because they, they declare they're not Christian anymore but when right. they were in the early 
early uh, well it was late 90s when they first started but um yeah so I, I then it was like that was a whole new world that was like wow christians can perform metal and i just started getting into the scene uh locally where i used to live in swindon um and just yeah found a family in just in that in in that scene but it was a family of a bunch of hurting kids that had no home or family for themselves and so yeah that's kind of where that came from and uh in 2004 i started a christian heavy metal band called rising from death and four years later joe joined yep. as our bass player at the age of 15 so About 15 years <laughs> So that's that's kind of where I, I came in with to, to well I suppose I was always into it a little bit because of we should probably mention uh John's older than me so I can't really say this but John has known me since I was born right like uh to to go it like John's parents are the ones that introduced my parents to each other so yeah. our families are like we, we've known there's but to me and john were basically like i see john more as my older brother than i do yeah. a friend he like literal like to the sense that his his yeah. mum considers me like her grandchild i think she said or something <laughs> like that wasn't it yeah. yeah 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 so that was the thing, like your when your mum was, I think she was like fourteen or fifteen. Uh, my my parents fostered her for a little bit, yeah. um, and uh, and so when Joe's mum was going to, uh, my parents started a youth group and a like Bible study, and then uh, Joe's mum and dad met at this this Bible study, and yeah, so it's all. So yeah, yeah I've it's all, I've. I've I've known John, or rather Joe's known John's. John's known me, thank you words, uh, <laughs> since since I was born. Um, so I kind of like just growing up with them. Uh, that's where I kind of got into metal music, really. Yeah. So it's all his fault. Blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I... To be to be fair, I kind of drifted off and found my own stuff, like because you, you those guys are very much hardcore based. And I was kind of like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm not angry enough for hardcore. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm going to stick over here. I'm going to, I'm going to have some melody, and I'm going to yeah. stick with my, my, my metalcore and sit my yeah. little metalcore bubble over here whilst you guys have an angry party. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's really that really gives our like band such a unique sound. So like, Rowan comes from a more pop punk indie type background. Uh, Joe, Joe comes from like quite a, quite a melodic metalcore background, and I come from like the uh, angry, just pissed off at the world, terror, hate breed yeah. type era. Just this beautiful mishmash of like hardcore, uh, you know, metalcore, and and I guess some elements of like pop punk and Indian. It's just yeah, so yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to hear pop punk elements in a song at some point mm. if he's ever do that. But Ooh. yeah, no, there's, there's, there are. 
are we allowed to talk about the kind of vein of where we're going, Joe? Ah, why not? Cat's out of the bag now. Don't matter. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't turn out to be, if so, it doesn't turn out to be like that, just say John's a liar anyway. It's fine. We'll yeah. blame it on John. He's yeah. a drummer. That's what you're supposed to do. So, you blame it all on the drummer. <laughs> I'm also so I think a drummer. One of, one of the things that 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 really. Oh, sorry. I think I yeah. I, I said I I'm also it. a drummer. Um. Well, I, mean, I, I, I play really drums in another band, so uh, I, okay. I, I mean, don't you're allowed to say that, yes. I'm a, yeah, <laughs> I get blamed all the time in my other band, so I'm just passing <laughs> it off to John. Okay, anyway, keep um, going, John. Sorry, yeah, carry on, John. We derailed you there. I no, 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 you, de- you derailed me, and then my internet went, and I'm like. I was talking and now they're talking and now I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you were saying something about the direction you guys are going as a band. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, we, a, a lot of our influences are from so many different genres and styles um, that we thought it'd be quite cool to experiment with some stuff. And um, one of our uh, influences for one of our songs we're currently writing is somewhat completely different and I don't think either Joe or I have experimented in this particular genre but we're going to have a look at uh, some kind of rap kind of new metal type sound for okay. yeah like a heavier heavier POD type thing yeah yeah that'd be yeah. interesting because when that's mm. done well it's really good it's just rap well, that, is very interesting yeah that that's oh, yeah. that's why it's a little bit. We'll, we'll see how that goes and whether yeah. it works. Yeah. Or not, but that is yeah. the yeah. yeah. If you guys could get that to work, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that's one of the things is like when you listen to uh, opinions and when you listen to mountains, they're two totally different songs and styles, and. and and the third song that we've almost finished writing, Forgiveness, uh, is again a completely different style. In fact, it's in drop A, so it's just way heavier than we've written. So, yeah. Yeah. Longer, hopefully longer. I really hope we get to write it as one longer. Yeah, like you can tell there's a hardcore <laughs> influence because of the song length. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's John's fault. No. kind <laughs> of. <laughs> It kind of is, but also we hate, we seem to be stuck at getting past two minutes, 30 seconds on any song at the moment. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why. It's like we, if we yeah. go past three minutes and we just have a meltdown, like instantly. It's like, would you, what? No, <laughs> yeah. no, three minutes, yeah. 12 seconds. Yeah. Uh-huh. So for you two guys... <laughs> Did you guys just grow up in the church and you kind of accepted Jesus that way? Or did you guys have like a very distinct moment where you you became Christians? Or what uh, does the beginning of your faith journey look like? It's, it's kind of weird because it's kind of like when you grow up in the church, which we did. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily it's it's still it's not the same like other people who kind of find god through you know rough life or whatever yeah. um 
it's it's similar but not nothing like it at all because it's kind of like yeah. we find God in our own way, but it's more a case of we're aware of everything that goes on and then uh, it's kind of like just as you grow older, there'll be something that happens and then it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even like, I guess the I... best way to put it for me would be when I joined Rising from Death when I was 15 that was kind of when things started to like click for me yeah with God can you describe what exactly clicked for you there um I don't know it was so it's it's like um imagine if you keep uh like you do something so much that it just becomes like muscle memory for you to do it and then all of a sudden uh as you're doing it it becomes completely different and means completely different things and it's like your eyes are like wide open to everything that's going on it's kind of like that um which makes no sense because there's multiple stories of me in rfd where i was as oblivious of anything um uh but yeah it's it's yeah, that's kind of the best description I could find for my experience with what happened. Fair enough. So, Probably different job, but yeah. I, I, I just totally had to flip my internet over because I just, you guys cracked out and I was just like, I, I don't know what anyone's saying at the moment. So I just put the internet on my phone. So um, we, were, we were just basically, you know, telling, saying how much of a bad drummer you are, John, and how terrible you are. I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly aware without you announcing it to the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, for me, it's it's been a a journey of uh, I kind of made the decision to follow Christ when I was about seven or eight years old, mm-hmm. uh, and I got baptized when I was like eleven, um, and so I've grown up in church, but kind of I guess piggybacking off my parents' faith quite a lot. Um, but there's always been a deep connection to God. And I've always, uh, yeah, I would, I've always considered myself a Christian. There wasn't like a time when I was kind of falling away from God. But obviously, as any Christian, you have your ups and downs. And mm. um, But in 2016, no, 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 it was earlier than that. 2013, I think. Yeah, 2013, I was at a christian metal conference uh called meltdown and uh my now good friend tommy green from the band sleeping giant um he was he was preaching at uh meltdown and he preached a sermon that i had literally i've grown up in the church i've heard countless sermons but i'd never heard this before and it was it was talking about how uh it was talking about matthew Uh, the book of Matthew, where the most important commandment is spoken by Jesus. And uh, the guy's like, well, how do I enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus is like, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And Tommy described it as like, that is the key to Christianity. Those two things, love God and love your neighbor. And everything else so you know you kind of go to church and they're like oh you shouldn't steal shouldn't swear shouldn't uh 
lie, shouldn't do these, this and that. And actually what the church don't teach you is, or in my experience, the church haven't taught me that it's like, these are elements of your life that will be an outworking of loving God and loving your neighbor. So, you know, if you love your neighbor, you're not going to steal from them. You're not going to lie to them. You're not going to do this and that and the other. And actually like the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Thanks children's church. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The the fruits of the spirit are literally that they're a fruit of planting yourself in God and loving God and loving your neighbor. And, and so I'd heard this and it was like, it flipped my Christianity on its head. The things that I'd been trying to do. So like for years, I've been trying to read the Bible and I just failed every time. And then suddenly after this, the, the, the Bible held so much value to me. And, um, I've actually read the Bible cover to cover seven times now and I'm on my eighth, eighth, eighth time round. And it's, and, and before that, it was just a struggle to get into it. And, and suddenly, yeah, I think things that you held dear, you kind of let go of, uh, like trying to look the right way or whatever. And things that you, you didn't necessarily think about or consider important have now got a new importance on them. And uh, yeah, so that, that for me, it's, it's been a journey. Um, I apologize. We are like rinse. <laughs> we are we are going the long way around to answering your questions, but no, yeah. it's good. Um, if you just had like three sentence answers on it, would suck as a podcast. So, touche. It's true. Yeah. It's so, very true. So, so, in which case, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and out goes any humility that John had. Thrown <laughs> <laughs> away. <laughs> he came in all professional and all kind of like pastor like and then it was like nope yeah. was it? Just- oh, Zoom wants to cut us for time well if, if, if we need to we can we can like fall back or whatever yeah we can or two we'll have a massive clunk in yeah. the middle of the podcast I, um, yeah I really love how you put that that loving God and your neighbor are the basics and everything else kind of stems from that like for me I'm a pastor's kid so I kind of grew up knowing all the stuff and same we're all pastors (laughs) (laughs) I so for me like I think I had a very real experience that there was a supernatural like I'm from Canada so Native American stuff is all over the place and sometimes when I was around some of those things I would notice something in my gut was off and stuff and I think for me God was someone who I could pray to and he would help me with things like that but I think for him to really be kind of what he is now to me like the relationship I have now that probably only like really started to come together when I was 11 maybe I don't know (laughs) but yeah I think and also through community that really pushes you 
towards God, that's something that has kind of really helped me to get closer. And I think often when you grow up in the church, you're not quite confident that you've been saved. I'm not sure if you guys would relate to that. Or... No, absolutely. 100%. Like, 100%. Yes. I, but for me, kind of once I really got into community with people who are passionate about Jesus, it's like I felt like I could be really confident that I'm saved. And yeah, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that one dick that's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I, 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 I've, I've known I'm saved since I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely I've definitely been on a, a humbling journey that realized like realizing that you know I, from from the age of seven I am super old now I'm 37 so um, from the age of seven up until um, I can't remember when 2000, 2013 was what was that nine years uh. ago no, ten. No, 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 no. You're getting closer. It was, it was like eight. Yeah. So eight like, years eight years ago. So when I was like, from from then up until the age of twenty nine, I thought I had it worked out. And at the age of twenty nine, like my theology absolutely got flipped on its head. Um, and so although I've also always known, you know, I'm always been confident in being saved. Uh, I'm I'm now even more confident in how I'm walking that out and and yeah. like how how to do it well. I think um, I, I think that's the thing as well with people who are brought up Christians. It's almost a little bit harder to kind of uh, I don't know stay in faith maybe because it's kind of like when you have people that have kind of uh, come into come into Christ from like like having like hard life or like you know something from the outside world has brought them into christ it's kind of like they've almost instantly had like that rock bottom in the outside world not knowing jesus and then boom straight away yeah. there's jesus there's everything whereas when you're brought up knowing everything it's almost like it it's a harder struggle to kind of try and find that encounter because you're kind of like you see you see everything going around and you, you know what it looks like and what you know it should be and you're like is this right am i am i doing it right am i actually having an encounter with god or or am i just copying what i'm seeing and yeah so so then when you do actually you know god kind of finds you taps you on the shoulder and goes hello <laughs> you're kind of like you're like oh oh this is oh wow okay. yeah like for me i think i was probably 12 there's a thing here in scotland called Firestars, which is great it's like a Christian youth weekend where we go into a church, we do worship, outreach, ministry, and also have a lot of fun. And anyway, so we were doing prophetic stuff there. And I think for me, when I kind of started realizing that I could hear from God well, for me, that was kind of really, that really strengthened my connection and kind of experience of God because on the one hand you like reading the Bible helps so much and it refreshes your mind and spirit but at the same time we need to have things that happen so it's not all dull yeah yeah absolutely I think I think that's the thing as well you you kind of you when when people come in from the outside world and 
find God and then kind of like go through that journey. Um, they've had life experience. They've kind of like, mm-hmm. they've, they've lived all of that stuff. They've kind of sinned it up as it were. And like, and then kind of met with God. Whereas, you know, the, the church kids, you go, you go through kind of say, like there almost feels like a separation sometimes yeah. I think. And, yeah. um, and then, so then when you hit adulthood, there, there is a massive learning curve because it's suddenly like, hey, my parents can't tell me what to do anymore. And then it's like, <laughs> this is generally where they did it. It's like goes downhill. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's kind of what I've experienced. And although like personally experience um, hasn't been quite as severe as some other people um <laughs> I yeah. know yeah and no longer Christian but because it's kind of like strict upbringing I think mm-hmm. hasn't necessarily helped but yeah 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 but also on the bright side the one thing non-Christian kids didn't get is veggie tales <laughs> oh no, yeah dude oh my gosh Veg- veggie tales is like We've been on a we've been on a vegetable binge yeah. for the last few weeks. Like it's been oh so good. Yeah, have you guys heard of the band True Shot and any of the reactions? This is related in a weird way. I don't think oh. I have. Okay, so anyway, they do a lot of reaction stuff, and I was listening to a interview that they were doing with Mike Felker from Convections, and okay. yeah, yeah. Um, he was saying that, well, he's not a Christian. He grew up with the Christian family and actually watched Betty Tales. So there is a minority of non-Christians oh, who did grow up with Betty Tales yeah. and did not miss oh out God. on that. Oh, That's amazing. We'd find yeah. that. <laughs> um, I think just, just for you, Elijah, it might be wise to just like pin it there. And then because uh, what, what we do when you hang up, it kind of saves the meeting yeah um and then once once that's saved if you want to give us a shout and then we'll we'll jump back in if yeah. you want maybe great zoom is forcing us to have a comfort break so yeah i'm gonna spray myself we'll, we'll be back after these short messages yes i'll put some <laughs> elevator oh, music yeah. Oh, yeah. if if you're listening to this on audio, John is spraying himself with a water bottle right now. <laughs> it's too hot today. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway. I can't. I have hot ear. <laughs> I can't. I just. Yes, folks, we will be back. Do you guys hear the creepy AI voice recording in progress? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> yes. Like brother is watching you and John is spraying himself in the face with what he has he has a hot ear. <laughs> I got a hot ear. No, the, the thing is, right? Okay. So we're recording this podcast. So and England, for some bizarre reason, doesn't believe in air conditioning. <laughs> um, so, so I am being a nice guy, and my fan is not currently rotating 
a billion miles an hour. So I need to stay cool by spraying myself in the face with a water bottle. So. Yeah, I. And I get a hot ear. Like in Scotland, um, they do not expect it to be warm. So the one year it was really warm. First off, I was away back in Canada, which was kind of sad. And second off, the roof of the Glasgow Science Centre actually melted because they did not expect it. I want to see pictures of this. This, this <laughs> sounds awesome. It's like the um the the faux pas that they made in London with there's a building called Walkie Talkie, and uh the when they built it, it's got like it literally looks like a giant Walkie Talkie, and it's got like a curved front. And when they built it, they hadn't taken into consideration the type of glass on the, on, the, on these curved windows, and it actually re uh, reflected the sun and melted the paint off a jaguar underneath it. Closed oh. <laughs> so down the building, and I believe I uh, I believe it cost them about thirteen million to replace all of the windows uh, because they had like basically a giant death ray. And um, yeah, and uh, and and in they, they should have just painted a block saying, "Don't park here if you want to keep your paint." Like, like London Street with just like this one blob of burn mark. In yeah, yeah. yeah, don't stand here if you don't want to die. Like in you fifty know? years, there'd be a hole to China right there. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, but it, it, it has. It'd be great for like screen effects because then you'd just be like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can have like a table there and be like, ah, oh, I expect you to die, Mr. Bond, and you just have to push the table further and further into this light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then you might have some serious hospital visits after that. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it'd be worth it though. Yes, yeah, true. Plus, <laughs> think of the money you'd save on the, the like, you know. Paying for the hospital, like paying for, uh, you know, I guess it'd be being sued or <laughs> paying for special effects, you know, which like, is more pricey. It evens itself out, I think. Yeah. Special exactly. effects See? is not that expensive. Though healthcare in Scotland is free. Um, true. There you go. There we go. Well, I think it is in England too, to some degree. Yeah. If I understand it correctly. So it's, yeah. They, they cover laser burns. It's just under a subcover somewhere. <laughs> Americans are listening to this thinking, what luxury do these folks live in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Americans are like, what? They get, they get to go to hospital for free laser burns? What? <laughs> well, first you have to get one, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just, just stand in that spot underneath the Warwick Talking Building. We're forgetting, we're forgetting the key element here that they've replaced the window so it's no longer yes. a it's no longer could... the walkie-talkie, so... Yes. <sighs> you would have to get a time machine, too. Yeah. Unless yeah. we can get them to re-spend the money to put the windows back again. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to all of that glass? Do you, re do you reckon they just melted it down and put it into other windows? That would be ironic. <laughs> More death traps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elijah, you said, you said you're from... Canada, like where, whereabouts in Canada? You um, from? British Columbia on Vancouver Island specifically. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Have shoot. you ever been to Canada ever? 
Yes, sir, but we, we don't talk about why. I once dated a Canadian. The relationship Wait. didn't end well. And midway through the relationship, we got matching tattoos, which I now need to cover up. So <laughs> the, the irony, the irony is that the tattoo says, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So yeah yeah a little too early yeah yeah (laughs) a little premature with that one yeah just a tad no but i tell you what i love canada it's a beautiful country Mm -hmm. Um, i went to stay in banff um, oh yes yeah and uh alberta and we had some alberta steak and oh my gosh that has to be like probably the best steak i've had is alberta I have yeah. never been to Canada. So. I, they've got like half the population of the UK, but it's like the second largest country by landmass. So oh, you yeah, just good. get loads of people yeah. spread out. Um, so they yeah. actually have space to have lots of force and things. It's great. And there's, there's me with like looking out my bedroom window at my flat in the east end of London with just like, just tower block, tower block. <laughs> Tower block, tower block, and then there's Canadians like, ah, we're okay, we can just with a flappy head and stuff. And I mean, to, there's cities too in Canada, but they're just yes. spread out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the flappy hat and stuff. Sorry, I just I had to pull in the South Park reference somehow. Like. I, yeah. I, I made I made a poor joke and then realized that Elijah's in fact Canadian, so I apologize. <laughs> I am really refraining from making South Park uh impressions right now. But uh because I could just go off on a tangent, but I won't because you know it's trying to focused, which is something I should never say. Anyway, we should we should like stop. Talking and let Elijah ask a question. Okay, so one question that I've got for you guys is: is what are you guys gonna do with your YouTube channel? Because I know you did one reaction and it was great, but are you gonna continue to do? You also did an unboxing. So do you guys have plans for this or? Oh, I believe an hour ago we dropped some news relating to the YouTube channel. Okay. I missed this completely. So. Yeah, so we we so basically, ah, uh, so this this, you've asked a question that has a ton of rabbit trails. So we're right. going to go on some rabbit trails. Um, so with the YouTube channel, the content, uh, the idea behind the content is that you know we we're quite a niche type band. You know, we're like we're metalcore genre. There are going to be you know, hundreds of thousands of people that like metalcore, but we might not necessarily reach those hundreds of thousands. Um, but then there is a vast, vast world out there. And so our our concept behind the YouTube channel was that we, we're going to do some reaction videos because I personally, I just love reaction videos. I can watch them all the time. Um, and so we've done that. We did that one on unbo- unboxing video. Um, that was fun. That American candy was so good. Um, it was okay. I, you know, you know what? Whatever. 
The ding dongs were nice. I like the ding dongs. Oh, yeah. Just saying. You know, I polished off that ding dong before I was like we I finished was talking. Private idea. <laughs> Where is it gone? What? Um, what a great name, ding dong. Um, and then uh, yeah, we've just. <laughs> we just dropped a trailer. Uh, we're going to start a new section, which is going to be gaming, and we've just been filming ourselves playing a ton of PlayStation Four games. And so the idea is, I need to first of all pull my finger out and get to it, because uh, the idea was we were going to release content every two weeks. Yeah. And we released a reaction video, and I failed miserably to release extra content so uh we're bringing out a uh our first gaming video on friday this week hey. to see if I get, although mind you by the time this podcast comes out it's probably not be friday this week so um yeah and then we're gonna we yeah so we're gonna concentrate on reaction videos gaming and some various other behind the scenes stuff with the the idea that we are reaching a far broader audience because people yeah. You know, would watch gaming videos of people might enjoy reaction videos and just yeah, we we still want to be yeah re reaching people and uh, creating a community. Um, also, all... we're massive nerds, so you know, yeah, let's let's celebrate being nerds. <laughs> nerds, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so any, anyone that's like under the age of twenty five is probably like what what. So what I quoted was a movie called Revenge of the Nerds, which is an 80s film where this guy, this big guy, he's um, hanging a nerd upside down by his feet and like, uh, like this huge drop and he's just like shaking him. And then these two other guys just walk past and he's like, nerds! <laughs> like, starts getting nerds. And they're like, they're like, these two guys are like looking behind them, like, who's who's he talking to? And he's like, I think they mean us. <laughs> so like, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think I fit into that category because I'm not the sort of person who is a massive gamer. I'm not, I just prefer to be outside. But that's cool though. No, yeah. no, 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 that's exactly. Yeah, that's... I know. Um. Go how many steps it does in a day. You two will fit right together. <laughs> so okay, um, <laughs> I am notorious for wanting to walk everywhere. <laughs> like I, I'll get into crystal, ready for band practice. Yeah. I've got like massive suitcases, <laughs> probably almost literally. And Joe's like, oh yeah, we're gonna walk home. It's like four and a half miles. It's like only four and a half miles of this suitcase. And yeah, so that's my life. And Joe, just... I, I walk a lot. All right, I like to talk. I'm just picturing you with like a rickshaw filled with your drum kit on your back. It's like basically, no oh my, we should get you a rickshaw. We should do that. <laughs> Uh, maybe when I get paid. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll construct. Your dad does woodwork. We'll get him to construct you one. It's fine. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. No, <laughs> I, yeah, it, I don't mind walking. In fact, I do it for a living. I'm like a tour guide. Um, but like when I don't have to, I don't want to. <laughs> it 
Joe just just literally walks everywhere, and I swear, <laughs> I, like loops every now and then, and yeah. So we did. We started doing the, like you know the, the like conqueror challenges or whatever. No. Like they do these like walking challenges where you uh, basically you like get a medal at the end of like doing these challenges and you track it via our app. Okay. And uh, um, so I started. I was like, oh, I'll just do the first one, like the, the lowest one, because it'll be easy. And I actually had to like stop my like I'd have to like okay I can only walk one day this week because that's over half the challenge done in one day. Uh, this, like the one I did was like forty six miles, and just to give you an idea of Joe's like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I would do that in one day. Well, not forty six. Well, I don't know. I went to what did I do? I did like I did something nuts like i i walked for like six hours straight and it was like 16 miles or something like that yeah, I can't remember. yeah i've done that where there was like cell phone towers and one day it was like yeah, it's a beautiful day i'm gonna walk out to them and i was like oh i got out here how am i gonna get back because we're gonna have people over in an hour and it took me like three hours to get there oh no <laughs> so that was exciting um i ended up getting my mom to pick me up but <laughs> it was very peace and calming right until I realized that I really needed to hurry back yeah. um, <laughs> that's it right so it's it's like super yeah. chill when you go for a walk like and you can you can plug your music in and you're in like a whole different world and you just just like go listen to your music and then like an hour and a half later you're like oh shoot I'm like Seven miles away from home, somewhere I recognise. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. I I was like used to walking. I I do a lot of walking. I don't like doing it, but I do it. (laughs) Um, and uh, so I was I was in I was in Salt Lake City, uh, going to Tommy Green's house, and I was like, oh, it doesn't look too far on the map. I left (laughs) out, and like because I was in America, zero phone signal. So I left the house, started walking, and then I realized, oh, wait, that is a lot further. And I I turned up like three hours later than after I left. And everyone was like, are you dead? And I'm like, no, I just walked. Because I said, oh, yeah, I'll be there soon. And then like three hours later, I'm still freaking walking there. So, Dude, that is great. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like for me, I can relate walking to somewhere and then realizing how first off where am i and second how am i gonna get back so walk to like some <laughs> obscure part of yeah. like a forest or something and be like there's not an actual trail here i'm not yeah. sure if you would ever do that but um clifton for us is where i live in bristol there's a place called clifton and literally john will agree with this all the houses look the same and all the streets <laughs> look the same but it's oh, like yeah, a it's huge like, it's an area last time, like, last time. We were, I was hanging out with you. You got lost, and I was, yeah. Oh, that's a, they've got they've got places, they've got streets that are literally the same name, but in the same area and in completely different parts of the same area. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. So John was like, oh, we're just gonna be there, and I was like, okay. So I go to one point, and he's like, oh no, no, we're over here. Oh, where do I go to get over there? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I just. Um... I just saw your post actually, Elijah. I was I just added you on Facebook. I saw your post about um, like when Canada gives up on naming streets. That was funny, <laughs> right? 
I forget what that was, but yeah, yeah. yeah. like this street, that street, and <laughs> oh yes, that one, that was beautiful. <laughs> yes, I, I think there's just so much of it with so few people that the creative team is much smaller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like, hey, Jeff. Your turn to name the street, eh? Uh, what, that street there? That street there, eh? Yeah, 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 that street. Okay. That street. All right. I was trying to work out. Was that like an Irish... I know, it kind of did turn to Irish. It was, it was uh, yeah, kind of like French-Canadian, but it didn't, didn't really work. There's a part of Canada that's very Scottish-influenced, but I don't think there's a part of Canada that's very Irish-influenced. There so. is now. <laughs> if they listen to this podcast exactly yeah. Irish Canadian there we go we've created a new thing yes with, with your your heritage you so you you said you were born in Canada right yeah how long how long were you there before you moved over what's it what's the um, that I moved the week before I turned 10 so okay. um I'm 15 now and I'll be 16 soon so okay. I've been here for quite a wee while and yeah with my heritage my mom's Scottish and my dad's Canadian so that um they met at a bible college and then moved over to Canada to raise me and my siblings for a while and then there was a very clear call from God to move to Scotland and now at first my dad got a degree and theology stuff and now he's pastoring at a church near me so cool. that's kind of what's happened with that yeah, that's awesome yeah man yeah. that's cool that's cool we're just like we're we're just scummy brits from from <laughs> Britain. We're, we're, both, we're both from the southwest of england we, so we're, we're, if, we're if, if we were left, if we were left to our own devices, we'd probably talk a little bit like this. Our parents were right good and they taught they us. Were, yeah, 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 right, was, yeah, it was they were no. <laughs> it's like have you ever seen the film Hot Fuzz? No, yeah. I don't watch a ton of movies, but oh, explain uh, uh it's it's so there's, yeah. there's a scene where this farmer has a gun. And they they go and they, they go to this farmer's house, and the farmer like there's three police officers just turning up for this one incident, and like one of them's like a really good like posh police officer has come from London, done really well, and they've chucked him out in the middle of nowhere. And there's another guy, and then there's another guy, and it's like why are there three police officers in it? When they when they get to the farm, the farmer's like, ah, you know, ah, <laughs> and the two of the police officers turn to him and they're like, "What did he say?" He's like, "Ah, this guy says it's a good one." <laughs> and, like, and, and Nick Frost is like, "Oh, he says it's a good one." <laughs> so like they needed two translators. What? What? He says you the have a, in the shed. You have a license for that gun. Is it? In it's <laughs> great. Right. I oh, when great. I first came here, I misunderstood so many things because um 
you know how strong a Glasgow accent is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. where I lived when I first came here was like that on steroids. So <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> it was it was hard going to understand people because with Canada, um, they have an accent, but I like to think that's the most phonetically normal accent if that makes sense yeah yeah um then moving there it was just like uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> or i'd completely misunderstand what they said and then respond to what yeah. i thought they said and they'd be so confused <laughs> <laughs> i think i did that today actually with someone i just like I, they got their mask on so it's like <laughs> and i'm like Yes. Like, <laughs> you're so British. Just pretend to know you what they said. And yeah. I don't yeah. like they funny like, oh you didn't you didn't say that at all. Yeah. That's such a British thing to just like politely <laughs> try and keep the conversation. Yeah, pretend that you've heard and don't you know, if you, you ask can you say that again please? And then they repeat and then you still can't hear and then you're just like Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Try and read the tone. Do they look like they're angry? Do they look... <laughs> it's like they've got it... a mask on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If in doubt, there's always just the. Look, the... You, you have, you're forgetting there's a podcast. They can't see that you're putting your thumb up. Yeah. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I. I think yeah. I'll try and put it on YouTube, but I'm guessing most people will listen to this. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to think of another question for you guys. Um, we've broken now. We've broken Elijah. We, <laughs> we've, we've, we've been too stupid and too tangent. That's just how it goes. That was a great tangent. I was just completely off from where we started we like went from like talking about the true meaning of christianity to just <laughs> crazy I, I i need to apologize and for anyone that's listening and for anyone that wants to talk to us in the future just realize that we are idiots in a band yes i to know what we're doing <laughs> Kinda know about Christianity. I kind of okay at it, but realistically, just once, once the once the theology stuff like we kind of rinse that. We, we're just idiots. So. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I've thought of a question for you guys. Um, you guys clearly um are charismatic Christians that kind of believe and the gifts of the spirit, like prophecy and stuff like that so for you guys were you brought up with that or were, were you guys like did your theology of that stuff change once you kind of experienced it or kind of what happened with that you want to get this one joe or? um i think i think i just brought up with it yeah i mean it's yeah it's just kind of a i think certain things like certain times someone's prophesied over me um uh, I think there's only two times that I've had a prophecy that I've actually kind of taken note of and something's kind of happened. Like one time I mentioned before and another time it happened. Uh, when I was in church, someone called me out by name, which was another thing that was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> um, uh, 
and uh, basically what happened is I ended up going uh, on a mission trip to Macedonia that I never thought I was going to and ended up joining the mission trip I think about like less than a month before they were due to head out right um, and just encountered God in ways I didn't even imagine were possible when I was out there Okay, do you want to explain a bit of that? Because it sounds like there's a lot. Um, so, so yeah, basically it was kind of at a time, it was after Rising from Death had ended. Uh, I was in you know, various jobs, just feeling a bit kind of <sighs> downtrodden, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of like just feeling a bit pessimistic about the world as it is. Um, and then... Uh, this this mission trip's going on at the church that I'm going to. And my dad's always like, "Oh, you should come along. You should come along." And I'm like, ah, "I don't. I don't feel like it. I don't think I'm. You know, in my head, I was like, I'm not with it with God. You know, it's not. You know, I don't think it's it's right for me to do." Uh, and then, uh, as we're in, as I'm in church, uh, this this woman who was renowned for having prophecies and like prophetic words for people uh, stands up and starts saying she's oh i've got a prophetic word for someone is there someone called joe around here and of course my instant reaction is please please someone else be called joe please 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 <laughs> and then of course and then of course you know uh you know my mom next to me she's like taps me on the shoulder goes it's you he's here thanks mom thanks <laughs> so uh yeah so i stand up and uh, this this woman says uh, the prophetic word she has for me is uh, God wants to use you for great things. He has great things for your future. He says, and all you have to do is not be afraid to take any opportunity that comes at you. And at the time, of course, I was like, I was very much in the mindset of no, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't do this. So it was kind of like at that moment. God was saying, stop saying no, start saying yes. And uh, and that's what I've done ever since then. And so uh, I said yes to this mission trip. Uh, I went out there and I, I made a connection with the, the youth group that were out there. I still have a connection uh, with, with this kid. And it was kind of, it was weird because out there, like, metal is kind of a big thing. Like, they're big into Metallica and they're big into kind of like, heavy metal stuff like yeah. so much so they had like a local festival at the town we were staying in and there was a metal band playing there but christian metal doesn't exist mm-hmm. in their world like they, it can't possibly exist at all um because they've got like an orthodox church that kind of runs the country and they were like the first evangelical christians yeah. out there and stuff like that but um uh so i basically you know, uh, made friends with these guys in the youth and was like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, there's POD and there's Skillet. And then there's, you know, because this guy was like, I really love Slipknot. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you really like Slip? Try this band. They're called Sleeping Giant. Try this band. They're called For Today. And they were like, what is this? Um, but yeah. Um, and, and, you know, certain things have happened like, uh, the last time, because I've been out there twice. Uh, we intended to go in 2020, but obviously, COVID. Um, twice. 
Yeah, we've been out there twice. It was the second time because I remember. Do you remember I messaged you the second time because that was the time the pastor got ill and couldn't actually come out with us. Okay. So they actually, uh, I think there was about five people that went out there. Yeah, five people. Because um, I got room to myself, which was great. Um, five people, uh, and each one of us was kind of given. Uh, a day or like an evening or whatever to preach and I was given the youth group to preach for and I remember like do you not remember I was messaging you going crap crap ah, I gotta preach ah. like what do I do what do I do yeah, um, yeah. and you were probably you were probably like dude it's two in the morning in the UK go away you know, you know my sleep pattern it's probably like two in the morning I'm playing Xbox what <laughs> but um but yeah so uh and yeah just from then i've just basically been like when things come at me usually it's god with something i go okay let's go see what yeah. happens yeah so, that's great i th- i think for me it's 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 been a little bit not different because it's like obviously like uh prophetic words and healings and you know moving to the spirit and everything is just normal yeah uh, but for me, i actually remember the transition of uh attending like an anglican anglican church when i was a kid um up until about the age of nine or ten and then we transitioned to a i guess a non-denominational happy church and um they were very much um you know in the in the vein of like the host spirit and stuff yeah um i think one of the main one of the main things i really remember was like i got called out for a couple of prophetic words and stuff but one of the main things i really remember was um i'd been playing rugby um and uh i managed to dislocate a finger on my hand um the embarrassing omission is we were playing touch rugby and I was substituted on the sidelines, throwing the ball in the air and I caught it funny and it dislocated my finger. <laughs> 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 there was no, there was no like, incredible story of like, oh, you got tackled, landed on my finger. No, I That's was great. throwing the ball up in the air and catching it and it just landed funny and dislocated my finger. Anyway, um, I ended up going to the hospital and they bandaged up my finger and it was like bruised and I could, could basically I couldn't move it. And um, there was a there was a meeting that we went to and uh, this guy prayed for my hand and I went to the bathroom and removed the bandages and the hand was like there was zero bruising and I could flex my mm. fingers and everything was just like completely back to normal and that was like one of the first kind of healing experiences that I remember um, yeah and yeah. now, and now we, we were doing the bible study and like I got to pray for a dude last night and his back got healed from sciatica and that was pretty oh cool. yeah that, was that is sick. great yeah and the fact and the fact that it was like over zoom as well like, <laughs> yeah just it's just there's zero boundaries for God. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so yeah, in a nutshell, 
yeah, we've basically always grown up with it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just a roundabout way of saying yes, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, for me, it was always, like, a part of the church, but when I came to Scotland, and especially when I joined Firestarters, which I mentioned earlier, it kind of ended up being, like, what it was before, except on steroids and then some. So it was, yeah. like... Have you guys heard of Glasgow Prophetic Centre by any chance? I don't think I have. Okay, right, anyway. So they're like a church based in Glasgow, which is very Holy Spirit based. And so I know the boys of the leaders very well. So just kind of with that connection there, being at their church is like, it's still a very Bible-based church, but it's, like, very powerful, To And then at Firestarters, just, there's a lot of intentional kind of prophesying and praying over people and praying for things to heal. Yeah. Wow, that sounds awesome. It's, it yeah, it sound, is. I, I, like, I'm aware, obviously, we're coming towards the end of our time, but I, I think, yeah. I think that's, that, that thing is, like, really... I think it's good when a church finds a nice balance between uh, the word of God and the, the giftings of the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes, you know, some people can lean too much on tradition and uh, Bible and uh, it becomes like stagnant or they don't believe necessarily, you know, dispensationalists that don't necessarily believe that the Holy Spirit still operates or whatever. And then you get the opposite where it's all giftings and yeah. zero zero like love for the word of god and and i but so it's nice to hear like that that balance so yeah i think i'm seeing a lot of places which are very much balanced with like the bible is still valued but the giftings are also valued and i think that is something that would be great to see in the church because i think you either get the view of being like a reformed who thinks the charismatic stuff is bonkers or like you see a lot of with the charismatic stuff because it gets so weird and with anything the weirdest stuff is always what gets represented the most you see like the craziest things coming from the charismatic space so I think I think I think sometimes as well there is a lot of like there can be a lot of um you know skepticism about like where the, the miracles are coming from and stuff mm-hmm. but i think it, you know as long as the, that, that's why i like the idea of a church being grounded in the world yeah you can kind of like you can see and hear and know that that you know what yeah yeah absolutely read all about it and then do it yeah yeah absolutely yeah i so we're coming to the end here is there any things that you guys want prayer for or like Ooh. that i can pray for or people listening I like, this. Can? I like this again i'm normally the one that asks if people if we can pray for people so this is cool <laughs> um i think just wisdom in our next steps yeah. because we you know we we have a vision and a goal, um, but we want our vision to be rooted and grounded. We don't want to stray off 
and um, so it'd be good to like have a, a clear vision on where we're going, what we're doing, and yeah, kind of making sure that we are grounded in in where God's vision is for the band, rather than like what we would like to do. Because I think sometimes they can be two very different things, although a lot of the time they can be one and the same. So it's just kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think uh, I'm gonna take a more. Uh, I don't know what to even say kind of approach words again um, uh, basically I, I want to pray for um, the physical health and the mental health of all of us not that there's anything wrong with yeah. us but uh, uh, I mean I, I, I've got some issues some health issues uh, come up with my family that uh, play a part I guess towards the mental health and stuff, but also when we come into a point uh, where we get to take the stage again. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, coming from a place where beforehand I've only ever played as, you know, a bassist or a drummer, I'm now um, taking the front of the stage and there's a level of anxiety and things like that there that will mm-hmm. come into play more and more. So I guess just, you know, prayer for strength in that. From, yeah. 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 I anyway, this is gonna end really soon, but I think personally, just I think we all felt a bit more distant from God over lockdown. I think just that that distance would be closed. But yeah, this has been really fun. Thank you for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. It was so much fun. Appreciate that we're the first guests and sorry we spoiled your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes. we'll have to do it again in a year once I fully know what I'm doing. That would be amazing. Definitely, definitely. Anyway, we're just waiting for this to end. It's like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Who's going to blow up first? Who's going to blow up first? (laughs) Well, there's less than a minute, so... (laughs) It's been less than a minute for about a minute, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that started when it got less than two minutes. So, yeah. Of uh, Aye. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us, man. You're so, Zoom cut us off right there, but that was an absolute blast with the guys from Hope Through Grace. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. Um, if you're into metal, go check out Hope Through Grace's music wherever you listen to music. And hope to see you guys in the next episode of this. And yeah, thank you so much for listening.